Dr. Connor Oliveri, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, buddy. Appreciate you having me. Of course, dude. Of course. Bro, I was in uh, Elevate Health this morning. I did the red light therapy, man. I love that machine, bro. <laughs> that thing's nice. It heats your body up a little bit. It, it does. It gets your cells uh, moving around. It's almost like a tanning bed. Like, it feels the same way. You know what I mean? Like, it warms your skin up. It's nice and comfy in there. But what exactly does it do? Dude, let me tell you, that machine in itself, and I think so many people are skeptical about yeah. these new um, therapies which are coming into the preventative health market. Um it's really got some phenomenal benefits to put it this way. I mean, this is just, you know, a large 40,000 foot perspective from up top, but we had a guy who came in with just through the roof blood pressure. I mean, this guy was, you could see his face was red. He was just having a stressful day. Typically had higher blood pressure, not the most in shape individual. And we put him in there for about 30 minutes when we first got this machine. His blood pressure at the beginning, I want to say was like 140 over 90 little higher than normal and when he was done with the machine it was like 120 over 80 like holy shit right where it should be it was even higher than 140 over 90 i don't know what it was but it was high and uh it regulated him back to normal i mean interesting what it does is it essentially it, the red light shines a spectrum of rays of light into your body and um our bodies are activated through cells right so we have tons of cells in our bodies each one of those cells has a mitochondria it's like the powerhouse of the cells i'm not sure if you remember that from biology in middle school everybody remembers it <laughs> Uh, so that mitochondria, that energy source inside that cell gets stimulated by the light. So with this red light therapy, what it's doing is it's activating all the cells in your body to basically do what they need to do at a higher rate of healing mm. therapy, whatever you want to call it, uh, to get your body into a good state of homeostasis or regulation. Interesting. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's phenomenal. It's great for your skin. It's great for your circulation it warms you up too that's what i like about it like yeah. right before i do the physical therapy i mm -hmm. usually do the red light gets you kind of loose and warm you feel a little bit better you're a little bit more awake yeah. and then you go into the pt and they get you working good that back area is awesome though um those guys back there are great they uh i've got a problem with my mid back and so what they'll do is they'll just give me these slow movements in my spine and God, I've been going for three weeks now. And dude, it's a dramatic change. Like, I got to thank you because I've had that issue like we talked about for a long time since childhood. And the fact that I've been doing this for three weeks and it already feels so much better is fucking awesome. Hey, dude. the shit that we got works, man. You know, we've invested in our equipment. We've got some of the best, the best stuff in the area. And that's something that I've always kind of prided myself by, not prided myself by, but wanted to have was uh, the best stuff to help the people the most. Yeah. And so... um you know, we've got state-of-the-art equipment that just, it can do a lot. For sure, man. Yeah, your facility is very impressive. How did you kind of go from the idea of you're a chiropractor? Yep. You know, I feel like most chiropractors are like a one-stop shop where you go in and they can fix back issues. Mm -hmm. But you've added in hypobaric oxygen chamber, red light therapy, massages. Do You do like Botox and aesthetics and stuff like that too, right? Yep, yep. A lot of stuff. So how did you just go from like, hey, I'm a chiropractor to adding this entire spectrum of <laughs> health solutions? So, I mean, when I first started out, I was uh, working in the back of a doctor's office and I was just, he was a chiropractor uh, here in Tampa and I, you know, negotiated a deal with him on an independent contractor basis to where I could just basically use his room and his staff to do what I needed to do. And I did that for about four months and outgrew the space and just my, my abilities to work within his space. It just wasn't working. And so I went out and I found an executive suite that was about 250 square feet. It was right over here off of South Boulevard in Swan, actually, in the Hyde Park area. 
um, and just like a little business building. And we turned it into my first chiropractic office, started operating as Oliveri Chiropractic. And uh, I worked there, and I did strictly chiropractic care for about 11 months. And I looked at my sister one day, and I said, you know, is this it? Like, it was great. I mean, we had super low overhead. We're making a shit ton of money. Um, but it, it wasn't really fulfilling. Mm. And I've always had that entrepreneurial side of myself to want to, like, really step shit up and, and create something unique. And I felt like, you know, it was time for me to take that next step in my career to create a space that was more than just chiropractic care that could help people from, you know, multiple different facets. Um, you know, I love chiropractic and I think it's great, but there are so many other things that can help people, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And um, a lot of what you do, you've, you have different people who are in their respective fields and they're the experts on that, right? Like you have those physical therapy guys in the back. That's kind of like what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a woman in there. I haven't met her yet, but she seems to do more of the aesthetics and some of the massages and stuff like that. Yep. So we've, we've got, we've kind of changed up our, you know, our team over the last couple of months. I mean, naturally we've grown and we've separated from some people and they've gone and done their own thing, which is great. You know, all the power to them. Um, this thing about businesses yeah. and relationships, you know, people grow, right? And so uh, currently we have myself as a chiropractic physician. We've got Dr. Morgan Miller, who's a chiropractic physician, also certified in acupuncture. Mm. Uh, awesome. She does that underneath the red light therapy. Game changer. Wow. Uh, we've got Dr. Rose, who's a physical therapist. We've got Ron, who's a physical therapy assistant. And then uh, I can't really say, but we have a rock star of a new... Uh, medical aesthetics PA coming in and she's going to be uh, doing her operation out of our space. And we are super excited to have her. She's going to crush it. And that'll be Botox filler, the Botox, the fillers, all the kind of beauty cosmetic side of things. Can't believe how much that shit costs. My wife does it. Cody. She's <laughs> freaking, she's all on that train, <laughs> oh, man. Shit. Sorry, Cody, but uh, shout out Cody. I feel for Garrett. You know, I think you're a great person. Uh, as I do my <laughs> girlfriend, as I do my girlfriend, but look, man, women you gotta are, do what you gotta women do. are particular. You know? They have to look a certain and, way. And let me tell you, dude, this is the way I look at it. Like your mental health is just as important as your physical health. Mm. And if getting your lips all pretty and getting some, you know, Botox, tighten yourself up, like that's what makes you feel mentally healthier. Go do your thing, baby. That's what I tell her. I'm like, look, Cody, you can do whatever you want to do. Just don't cross that line. Yeah, like there's the a Dolly line. Parton oh, line. Oh, there's a line. You don't want to. You don't want to even tread on that line. Oh, yeah. It's like, a little bit because a lot of it's uh, like trendy, right? Like it's very trendy right now for women to get Botox and filler mm-hmm. and have the big plumped up lips. How do you know that's not going to be a thing in three, five years? So yeah. I tell Cody, like, hey, take it easy. You yeah. know, don't. Well, let me don't tell you this too, too. There's actually some. There are some, you know, healing capabilities, not healing capabilities, but uh, therapeutic capabilities of Botox for things like TMJ. I mean, there's literally people that I know or that were, our, you know, our previous nurse practitioner, even nurse practitioners out there, our dentist will actually give Botox to the master muscle, which people will clench their teeth at night, right? And TMJ. TMJ, right? So temporomandibular jaw, right? So mm-hmm. you have a joint um, in there and it gets you get tmj from clenching your teeth at night right oh, or in wow. general during the day and what happens is it throws off that joint and then that's when you get that clicking sound right so what ah. they'll do is, is they'll take the botox and they'll paralyze the masseter muscle which normally is used to clench and wow it basically allows everything to relax the clenching kind of goes away i think it's the masseter muscle it might be the masseter or the buccinator i don't I so it's remember. all for it's not all for wrinkles then no, interesting. No, no, no. You can cool. use it for other shit. Yeah, 
Wow, that must be exciting to kind of grow within your own brand to add that little component. There's so many more little, um, I don't know, services you could add to your business, right? Dude, if, I could ha- if I could have an Armature Works, <laughs> every fucking service out there. Can you imagine? I would. I'm working on it. I'm, I'm going to have something like that someday. Like, Well, you already have the setup, right? Like, I love the way you walk in. You've got the beautiful lobby. You have individual rooms for specific things you need. Got your office, physical therapy in the back. It's a really cool setup, man. You've got the gear, too. You've got, like, merchandise and shit, which we need to get on that, Tyler. We need yeah. some Greco real estate and some podcast T-shirts. I think that'd be fun. Yeah, I mean, from a from a branding standpoint, I mean, you just give that shit away, and then people are wearing it in public, and it works out great. I, I see mean, people at the gym all the time in Elevate gear. It's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's, I guess it's working then. Is there a part of business that has been... Like what's, I guess I should ask it this way. What's the most challenging part of business for you? Obviously going from your own independent contractor agreement in the back of someone else's office, dude, now you have a lease you're responsible for employees, et cetera, et cetera. You know, so how, like what's, what's something that you found where you're like, damn bro, that's a hard hurdle to cross. Um, I think, uh, just for me personally is managing people and expectations. Um, I'm a really high strung individual and I have high expectations for myself. And sometimes I can cast that onto other people and I put an expectation that they need to perform at a certain level. When in reality, you can't have that. Uh, you can't think that other people are going to have the same sort of drive that you do. And so I think where I've made mistakes earlier on is, is I, you know, maybe push people too hard or tried to, um, put a a goal on somebody that didn't or, or pressure on somebody uh that was too much for them to handle mm. um so i think just managing people managing expectations communicating like those are the biggest things in a business that you need to do um and if you do them effectively and if you create a really good team environment and uh you can do those things well everything else will follow i think the business side of things has always come really naturally Mm-hmm. Um, but the people side of things for me is the one that I need to work on the most. And I'll be the first to say it. Like I fucking, I go hard 24 seven and I just try to kick ass as much as I yeah. can. And I mean, we've got our facility in Hyde park. I've got a telemedicine company that I own. Um, and we're, you know, throughout the state of Florida on that. And so just really trying to manage people and expectations is definitely the hardest thing. It's definitely the most, I think it's the part of business with the most variables because everyone's different Mm -hmm. and you might hire or take someone on the beginning that you love and you're so excited about them. Weeks can go by and that might not be true. Yep. So we've, we've dealt with that in in many different aspects. And I think I would agree with you. That's kind of the tough part of business is the people part, but it's also the most important. Oh, it's the most rewarding part too. You have to pay attention to your people and you have to make sure they're aligned on your vision and you have to make sure that they're, they want to be a part of it. I mean, someone who's in your organization that maybe doesn't like the way you run it or is disaligned with what you're going for. They got to go quick. Yeah. Because that's infectious. Like yeah, a bad apple 100%. can ruin the bunch. Yeah, yeah. And I've made that mistake before. I, you know, kept people around for too long that I probably shouldn't have. Um, but you live and you learn. I mean, that's kind of just this whole thing about being a business owner and entrepreneur. Like you're literally always learning. When like did you start Elevate? <laughs> you're never going to get it right. No, never. We opened our doors in February of 2022. So, so a year and a few months. It was a year in February, yeah. So we've been open 
for about a year and three-ish months, a year and two months. That's awesome, dude. Mm-hmm. I remember we met, call it, I don't know, three or four years ago, something like that. I think I met you at F45 for the first time. Maybe, Maybe you knew Cody first. I'm not exactly sure. But I remember we were talking, like I was starting my business, you were starting your business, and you must have been at Oliveri Chiropractic then, yeah. right, before. And when you kind of jumped and made the move, I kind of aligned with you in that I understood what you were going for pretty immediately. Mm-hmm. And then for me to go into your office last month and start the process and go through it and get on the program, like full circle, you telling me about the business, you starting it and me, me actually being a patient yeah. and going through it. That's been cool for me, dude. Like uh-huh. hearing someone's vision, watching them execute it, and then actually, you know, going in and using the service or going in and buying the product and, and seeing the whole thing come together. Your brand, you've, it's nice, dude. You've got the branding and the nice floor. It's very clean. It's, it's impressive what you've done. So I got to congratulate you on that. When it comes to aesthetics, man, I mean, this place blows my <laughs> place out of the water. The bookshelf yeah. is pretty nice. Um, colors, tones. I mean, I got a really keen eye for that sort of stuff. I mean, I love interior design. My dad's an architect. You guys did a phenomenal job with this place. Like, Thank you. I mean, I might even come in here and buy this place someday just for a man cave, bro. Just for a man cave? Yeah. Just a hangout how, how, spot. How long do you guys have this place for? We bought it two years ago, yeah. March. So two years and a few months. We bought it from um, an attorney who built it in 2004. So the original owner. Okay. Uh, so the building's only 19 years old. Yeah. We bought it. It was like, you can see pictures of it online, but it was like the old early 2000s Mediterranean salmon, like orange color, <laughs> like shitty yellow cherry floor. This bookshelf was like a cherry kind of color. Yeah. Um, but we came in and like all the glass and, and the ceiling height was here. It had a lot of good bones to it. Yeah. And it was a ridiculous price. And the market wasn't too good back then. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff sat on the market for a while. And this thing was sitting and I was like, holy shit, man, what an opportunity. This thing's irreplaceable. It's newer construction. It's block. It's solid. It's got some good bones to it. Yeah. It looks like new construction now. Dude. Yeah. So, yeah. so I, I don't know what you guys did. I would love to see the befores. It's very simple. We, did, we did paint, trim, wood floor. That's literally it. That's literally it. Even with these doorways? Doorways were here. The glass was here. We the painted, glass We painted there? this black. This was a silver kind of a glass, but we painted no. it black. Yeah. The glass? Yes, you know, here. that would be so expensive to do now. Oh my god! So not only is this just a sick space, uh, but we got it for an unbelievable price, and it's turned out to be a great investment too. Dude, huge, love it. Yeah, I love it. A That's part great. of a part of kind of what I do, like obviously I'm in real estate, mm-hmm. so there's like the brokerage and the business. But what I really love is that interior design the development and investment space like this could be a business you take a property make it beautiful sell it for a profit oh my gosh so much more than house flipping though real estate dude let me tell you i know some dudes right now that are are buying like you know they're putting up about a million bucks buying a building that's anywhere from three to four commercial property that's got anywhere from two to two to four spaces to rent uh that are vacant and then they're they're putting a little cash into the building, giving a little facelift, yeah. throwing triple nets in there, and flipping the building for stupid money. Yeah, that's a great business too. Yeah, commercial is a different animal than residential, but oh, I think yeah. both there's good opportunities in both to make money. 
Mm-hmm. I'm going to, so I've got that condominium I was telling you about. I'm finishing up that condo project. Mm-hmm. And when I sell that thing over the summer, I'm going to have a little cash and I'm going to do a little deal. So I'd love to maybe get a group Connect. together, especially yeah. if you're interested, man. You've got I've the got eye for it. Your dad's an architect. I mean, we could work something out if you give me a hell of a deal on that condo. We'll, we'll talk. <laughs> we'll talk after the pod. I sent you some pictures of it, though. Honestly, it's going to be man, beautiful. You know, honestly, though, it's going to turn out great. I yeah. Mean, I don't want to spoil it for everybody else, but that place is going to be immaculate. But the more the more that I think about it, uh, I, I just don't feel like, I mean, that I'm at a point in my life where I'd want to be in a condo. I feel rise like. in a downtown. Like, I want a home now. I feel like, like. like a nice little piece of property, cool little house. I actually was down in Miami this past weekend, and uh, let me tell you, those Florida contemporary style homes. Yeah. Dude, they're so sweet. Well, talking about architecture, dude, like Miami's fucking the king of interesting, intricate mm-hmm. architecture. I mean, some of the modern architecture down there is unbelievable. Yeah. In fact, if you see a modern home here, a lot of people look at it and go, oh, it looks like it should belong in Miami, right? Yeah. But um, that, that condo I'm doing, the idea of that is kind of like an addition unit at a third the cost, right? Or any name a condo, the Ritz Carlton, any of these new condominiums in Tampa that are two, three plus million dollars. Yeah, mine will be like a million bucks, a million one, yeah. depending on kind of where the market's where the at market's when at. we finish. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, if you want a nice condo with a built-in fridge, marble, real wood floors, all yeah. those high-end How many finishes, square feet? it's like seventeen hundred. It's a good size. Three bedroom, two bath, two bedroom, two two, 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 two split floor plan, box shape. One bedroom on one side, one on the other. Yeah. Huge kitchen. Living r- ridiculous kitchen size center, kitchen. Right? Yeah. All open. Laundry room, two parking spaces, air conditioned storage unit in the building. It's the building is Ventana. Yeah. So it's a boutique building downtown mm-hmm. uh, in Channel Side. It's gonna be a phenomenal project. Man. It's gonna be almost amazing. purchased a unit. And uh oh shoot, what's the name? Not Victory Lofts. There's lofts right across the street from Victory. Yep. Across from Victory. Yeah, they're model, like, the Model T building. Oh, yeah, I don't know. It's a yellow building. Mm. Yeah, yeah. There was a unit in there. It was a, it was a one bedroom open style, or no, excuse me, it was a two bedroom open style loft. It was yeah. one of the corner units, high ceilings. And they were asking like I think seven hundred for it, and it was just not it. I the mean, problem too that you're gonna run into, man, is those HOA fees. Dude, a thousand dollars a month in HOA. That's what fees. I pay. I pay. Oh I pay ten forty nine a month. Like, are That's you stupid. kidding? Me? Yeah, it's crazy. It's retarded. It screws up your mortgage too and your and, affordability. Uh, not to be like that guy right now, but the rates, you know, three or four months ago were just stupid. Mm-hmm. You know, five months ago were stupid. So I was just they're still high. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're they're not back down to two and a half. Yeah, they're, they're nowhere in the threes either. You're talking high five, six interest rate plus thousand dollars a month HOA. It's just. We'll see what happens. I mean, I might run into an issue like that where I have a high level of interest mm-hmm. and people have a two hundred, three hundred thousand dollar down payment and they're ready to go. But that HOA fee kind of knocks, knocks them, them out of the affordability. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what it'll sell for, but I gotta sell it and I'm gonna put it at a good price and see what happens. Yeah. I mean, listen, I've I've got my loft in Hyde Park right now. Yeah, I you're good. You're chilling. That. I love that. Like I mean, I was living down in Bayshore Beautiful for a little while. I spent like two or three years in this little unit that was uh it was like a quadplex, so two upper units, two lower units, and a really old, you know, Victorian style home yeah. that uh, a group came and bought and turned into apartments. And uh, we were there for, I was there for like three years, and then I dipped out of there and I got my place in Hyde Park. And I well, you're it. in such a good location. I mean, Hyde Park is amazing. You probably don't walk to your office, but you could. 
if I wanted to. But Definitely not this time of year. Dude, swamp ass to the max. Last thing I need to do is show up to the office for just real. a sweaty rag. It's so fucking hot lately. Holy shit, man. Today was decent. Yeah. But damn, the past few days were hot as shit, man. Yeah. And I got a baby coming. I'm, I feel bad for my wife, man. Imagine giving birth shout and then out like Cody, man. Shout out Cody. She's about dude. to pop one out. She really is. Mm-hmm. We had a doctor's appointment today. Doctor's like, hey, man, could be next week, could be the week after, but it's going to be soon. I'm like, oh, shit, man. Get My life real. is going to change. It's crazy. You need to get that boys' night in soon then. That's for sure. Okay. That's for damn sure. I put that on the calendar. should have brought out the whiskey, dude. It's only like 1 o'clock, though, so I feel like we're not. Two, that might not be appropriate. on a Tuesday. I might have to do some business I don't really think there's this. ever a bad time to drink whiskey. I mean, I do have to go see patients, though, so. That's true. Today. Yeah. Yeah, hey, sorry I uh, snapped your back. I'm a, little, I'm a little toasted from the pod we did. <laughs> Let's talk about chiropractic. Um, chiropractic or chiropractic? Chiro- chiropractic medicine. There you go. There it is. Well, what? Well, no, isn't it chiropractic? No. How do you? How I don't know where you, you came up with that word. <laughs> chiropractic. Chiropractic. Mm-hmm. Got it. Note taken. Um, that I had always thought it was only about cracking backs. Okay, this is just naive. I, I've, I had never been no. before I went to. Listen, you. it's not naive. Ninety percent of the population thinks that. Yeah. Um, can you explain kind of what's involved in the actual degree and the education process? Because you're Dr. Oliveri, right? Yes. I mean, how does that all kind of work? Well, in the state of Florida, we are considered primary care physicians, right? So we have to be able to diagnose any healthcare condition that comes into our office. Now, we might not be able to treat it, but we have to be able to refer to the appropriate provider who could treat it, whether that's primary care, a rheumatologist, you know, anything. Um, we can send out for it. Uh, but chiropractic, a lot of people think it is just about cracking the backs. They really don't understand why you're getting an adjustment. Um, and I can kind of give a, a really streamlined kind of understanding of that is, is a chiropractor's main goal is to make sure that the brain can communicate with the body, right? So you have your brain at the top, and then you have your brain stem, which is under the small port. You know, it's a small portion under your brain. And then you have your spinal cord, which goes down your back through your spine, right? And so the whole concept of chiropractic is, is if any of those vertebra or those spines, right, in the lower portion are misaligned, it's going to throw off your body's or your brain's capability to communicate with your body. Because it pinches a nerve. Because it pinches a nerve. So big picture, you've got your brain, you've got your brain stem. And then you've got your spinal cord, right? Brain sends a message down through the brain stem all the way down the spinal cord, right? The message goes out from the spinal cord into different organs and organ systems. So you have a bunch of nerves that come off that spinal cord, right? Those organs or organ systems, such as your liver, your heart, whatever that may be, is doing something. And then it's sending feedback back up to the brain so the brain can regulate that body. So it's mm-hmm. a cycle, right? So it starts the brain, goes down through, out to the body, back up through the spinal cord, and back to the brain. Interesting. Wow. Mm-hmm. So you're really, you want to get your spine in alignment so that communication process is more efficient, essentially. Exactly. And the more efficient that communication process is, the less likely you are to have forms of dis-ease, also known as disease. But why does it feel so good to crack your back, man? Like just now, right? I push my hands <laughs> down here. I stretch my back. I crack it. It feels good. I've got that little spot yeah. mid back that bothers me. It's yeah. getting better. Why does it feel so good to pop your back? Relief. Relief pressure off of nerves. Um, 
all around just relief. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, relief. you're sitting right now, right? So almost 90% of the time, somebody's either sitting or standing during the day. Our bodies were not designed. I mean, they were designed to do that, but there's going to be a form of compression, right, on your spine and on your body, right? <clears throat> and so as the day goes on, there's a little bit of pressure and tension that's created, and then you go to sleep at night, and your body can kind of decompress. A lot of people don't know this, but when you wake up in the morning, you're actually taller than when you are midday. Weird. Fun fact. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Now, what exactly is your back cracking? It's not the bones breaking or cracking or anything like that. So what is it? I love these questions, man. This is phenomenal. This guy is just really getting in there today. Dude, we're I, getting great questions. If we had some whiskey right now, oh, we could see. We got hours. beer left over from the grand opening. No. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so what is the cracking sound? All right. In simple terms, right? I'm trying to keep this really mm-hmm. easy for our listeners to understand. I mean, dude, I'm talking about chiropractic and shit. So the more simple, the better. Damn it, Gary, get it right. No, I'm making a joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is gas releasing from the joints. So gas. gas. Yep. So your body builds up different sorts of gases in the joints, right? Just through movement, mobility. These are just natural byproducts of being a human being, cells, and having these parts of your body that have spaces or liquids, etc that can create different sorts of, uh, I don't know what the word is, uh, properties, right? And so in a joint, when you have that popping sound, so like you take your finger right, and it pops, right? What happens is, is there was a little bit of gas in that joint. And as I move that gas or that little bubble around, it released. So the pressure buildup mm-hmm. of the gas, fluid, whatever it is. Natural byproduct. So all that pain. pressure in there. Boom, and relieving that pressure. That's why it feels so good. Allows the, yeah, it allows the ligaments to relax, tendons, muscles, all that stuff. Interesting. And then adding on all of these other things you do in combination with chiropractic medicine is, is kind of your approach to whatever, I guess, spinal issue someone has. Like for me, you said, hey, you have this issue. We're going to throw the kitchen sink at it. Mm-hmm. Is that typically how you work with patients? Everybody. Yeah. yeah. Why would I want to go through a process of elimination if I can just throw everything at it at the start and see if that works? Well, everything you do, I guess, besides acupuncture is non-invasive, right? Like mm-hmm. you're not going to hurt someone by putting them in hypobaric oxygen chamber unless they have sinus issues or some pressure sensitivity yeah i mean there's certain things that you don't want to put people into that for um whether it's cardiovascular issue or they are claustrophobia yeah lots of different things yeah so you have to be kind of careful that uh hyperbaric oxygen chamber though that was kind of fun i did that last week um just chilled listened to music felt not too different Mm -hmm. but what are the benefits to that hyperbaric oxygen so the, the concept behind that is is you're giving your body more oxygen over a shortened period of time in a pressurized environment. Mm. So on a day-to-day basis, most people don't breathe appropriately. And our bodies function 100% off of the air that we breathe in, the oxygen that we breathe in, right? So that's how, that's how our lungs function. It's how our brain functions, how our heart functions, right? And so when most people aren't breathing the way that they should be, they're lacking or depriving their body of oxygen their body's not able to function 100 percent you know its capabilities so when we put you in that hyperbaric oxygen chamber you put the mask on we feed you a direct source of increased oxygen and then we 
turn the chamber on, right? And then that creates kind of a pressurized environment. And so when you have where you're taking all the cells in your body and you're pressurizing them together and you're putting more oxygen throughout your body, you're essentially giving your body's chance to take a lot of that oxygen and disperse it to the areas that it doesn't normally get to mm. cell-wise um, over, a, over an hour-long period of time. And just increased healing, helps with chronic pain, decreases overall systemic inflammation. Really, really beneficial. But you need to do a... A, a course of treatments to really start to feel the benefits. Oh, interesting. Yeah, you're not, not going to feel anything after one. I mean, and you're just going to be like, okay, well, what was that really for? But I can tell you, like, I've done, I've been doing it now for the last, I think, six months that we've had it, and I can drastically feel the benefits really? of it and the changes. Like, just even in my cardiovascular stuff, like aerobic activities, I go to Barry's, and I'll do my 515, you know, 510 workout in the morning, and we'll do like three and a half or three miles of sprint jog, you know. I hope intervals. you walk to berries. I do. Okay, good. 100%. It's my warm-up, man. Okay, good. Because I was going to say, that's, too, that's way too close to not walk, bro. Come on. <laughs> Plus at 5.15, it's dark out. It's a little cool. Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> so it's great. Awesome, dude. That's cool. So did you add red light, hyperbaric, these kind of other things when you opened Elevate Health? Or were these like, hey, let's add this, let's add this, let's add this? No, it was a... You know, it formed over time. Formed over time. Yeah. So anything else besides, you kind of mentioned the new PA girl, she's going to be doing some aesthetics. Mm-hmm. Anything else on the books coming up to add? Um. Yeah, we're looking to get into some PRP and stem cell therapy. Mm-hmm. Um. So essentially, now we're really coming full circle, right? So we've got the non-invasive therapies down. Like, we've got that on lock, yeah. right? We have everything that you can pretty much do for your body outside of a sauna and ice bath. Yeah. To be able to, which I've got something that works for that, outside of a sauna and ice bath that can help your body heal 100%, right? Uh, not 100%, but can give your body the opportunity to heal. Um, a lot of the time, sometimes you need, though, like an internal stimulator. The external mm. stimulus isn't always going to work. And so uh, through these PRP and stem cell therapies, it's, it's a way for us now to kind of get a little bit more invasive with the you know direction of a medical director and and a PA or a physician's assistant or some or a nurse practitioner to administer the therapy. Um, now we're getting inside to a specific localized area to try and help treat it. Interesting. And then I wanted to ask about kind of on that note, um, sauna and cold plunge. Those are hugely popular. <sighs> What's kind of the deal with not having those currently at Elevate? You working on getting them? Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> I see what you're doing here. Uh, we don't currently have them, but uh, I've got some things in the works to where we could be implementing those therapies somewhere else here in the Tampa Bay region. Beautiful. It all plays out. Got it. But uh, I would like, I mean, it'd be ideal if we could have it all under one roof. Unfortunately, our current facility is just not designed to where we have the plumbing. So that that those, was kind of the thought, the infrastructure yeah. itself. It doesn't have the capabilities to, to house that. I wanted to ask you, too, about cryotherapy. Yeah. Do you have any experience with that or know anything about I that? I do. I've done it before. Yeah. I used to do it quite a bit. Uh, I think it's great. I mean, you're putting your body into extremely cold temperature for a short period of time and shocking it. No different than an ice bath. Okay. Uh, there are, it is a little bit different because you're not you know, submerged for a sustained period of time. Right. You're kind of in air and you're, you're, you're stimulating the outside of your body and then it's going in from there. Uh, it's it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. I've I've wanted to try either one of those. Mostly the cold plunge to me, it's so much more than a physical uh, 
therapy and, and a physical benefit. It's almost like a mental toughness yeah. trainer too, which I think is really, really cool. Mm-hmm. I think if you can train your mind and body at the same time, like why not? The mind is, I mean, that plays as much of a role in healing as your body, your body as your does as well, let me hold on. Let's redo this one. <laughs> your mind plays as much as a role in healing your body as your body plays a role in healing your body. Well, there's the weird placebo effect thing where if you it's a think you're thing, getting bro. better, you will get better. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's books on that. There's research on tons that. Tons of it. Which is crazy to think about. Have you thought about implementing some sort of a, I don't know if it would be therapy, like mental therapy, but mm-hmm. some sort of a coaching system mm-hmm. business you can add on to Elevate that's like, hey, like positive mindset, whatever that may be. Yeah, that would be cool. Um you know, we've got our podcast that's rocking and rolling now, and I think the best way that we can tackle that, uh, it's not necessarily something that we can have in-house, but getting people who are educated in that field onto my podcast and have them reach our clientele base and our, you know, our users uh, to explain to them different ways that they can help themselves mentally. That's an easy way to plug it in, right? Yeah. Just have the podcast, hey, check it out, yep. different information on there. That's awesome, dude. Yep. Wow. So do you plan on, let's talk like business, right? Elevate health. Do you plan on opening up other facilities and other locations in other cities? Yeah. Um, great question. Uh, I think we're really just kind of seeing how things go right now with this one facility, fine tuning it. You know, uh, I think a lot of problems with entrepreneurs is, is they want shit to happen overnight. I have learned that I thought that that's how it was going to go. And it takes a long time or, or longer than you think to build a really sustainable business with good profit margins and figuring out what the best model is for what you're trying to accomplish. And so I'd say probably we're going to give this facility about another year to really fine tune it. And what happens after that will happen after that. I mean, we've had discussions about franchising it. We've had discussions about, uh, you know, doing different sorts of things with our facility, opening up multiple locations in the state of Florida with other physicians. I think it's just kind of one of those things where you kind of see where it goes. Yeah. What um, kind of in the beginning did you have that mindset of quick, 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 I want it to happen now, and you've developed that over the past kind of year and a half? Because you mentioned like, hey, it didn't really happen as quickly as I thought it would in the beginning. Is that something particular in your business that you can talk about? Um, Well, I mean, fortunately for us, uh, you know, thankful to the man up above, but we really hit it hard out of the gates and we saw success right out of the gates. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, your first couple of months in any business, you're going to be below your bottom line, right? Because you invested in equipment and different things to provide that space, right? And so then as time goes on, you're able to kind of level yourself out and then you get into the green, right? So you start in the red, you get to the yellow, then you get into the green. But getting to the green is not going to happen in two months, three months, unless you have like a really good business model, Mm -hmm. that's a service type business. Um, it takes, you know, six months. Yeah. It took us about, I'd say probably three months, four months. It's not bad. Yeah. Most businesses don't make money for a few years. Yeah. No, we broke even first year. That's phenomenal. I'll say that. I mean, we, we had a really good first year. That's good. Well, you guys did a lot of upfront marketing and advertising a lot on social. I remember, uh, you got some good influencers in there. Yeah. You guys put a lot of attention and eyes on your brand. And I think by the time you opened, you know, any, any one our age, 25 to 35, maybe knew about it. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of, that was a lot of, of your success. It would have been hard to open 20 years ago, probably. Right. Cause then you're just working on sign exposure 
magazine advertising. Social media changed the game. I mean, nowadays, that's just for anybody that's listening to this podcast right now. If you have a business, get it on social media and push it on social media and have your family and your friends push it. Because that's the first thing that anybody looks at when they're they're trying to find out information about something or somebody. Mm -hmm. You go directly to Instagram. Yeah. So, yeah, we've, we've done a lot of that too. Um, and on the podcast, like it's, it's been really interesting to put the podcast, some of the short form and some clips and just some other posts on social, like people find the podcast on YouTube and Spotify from social media. Yeah. And I think in the same way, no matter what you're selling, whether it's a product or a service, getting on social is key. It's Mm -hmm. free advertising. Why not? Right. A hundred percent. That's awesome, dude. Um, so I want to talk to you about the process of actually going in and getting your adjustments done. We've kind of talked about it, literally what that is, which is realigning your spine, releasing that gas and fluid, and making sure you're all popped, everything's aligned, good to go. The first thing you do is you press on my, I guess it's pelvis. Yep. Is, there, is that me specifically, or do you do that with every patient that comes in as kind of the first thing you do? It depends. So each patient has a primary complaint, right? So they come in and they'll say, hey, this is bothering me. That becomes our number one main focus, right? And then they'll typically have secondary or tertiary complaints. So second or third complaints based off of, you know, oh, you know, this is kind of bothering me. This is kind of bothering me. Um, for you specifically, uh, you came in and your primary complaint was mid-back pain, right? Now, mid-back pain can be of one of three things. It could be coming directly from your mid-back. It could be dysfunction in your upper back, or it could be dysfunction in your lower back or hips. As we went through our exam with you, we discovered that it was a dysfunction in your lower body, so in your hips, your lower back, and it was stemming up to your mid-back. So as time has gone on, uh, with you specifically, I've worked on your hips and your lower extremities, right, to make sure that we're working from the ground up, right? Mm. So your lower body is where it needs to be. And then we go up to your mid-back and we work on your mid-back, right? So a lot of people think, oh, I'm hurting right here, so the problem must be right here. Mm-hmm. But what they don't realize is that the body's one full unit, and you could have shit that's going on in another part of your body, and it's affecting what's really bothering you. Mm, interesting, yeah. Yeah, I had always thought, oh, it's in my you know, you know, mid-back, and I have to get on the foam roller and only hit that spot. Yeah. But I did that for years, and it never got better. And already in three weeks, I feel great, so... You clearly know what you're doing, Dr. Rao. I mean, I'd hope so. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, so what exactly are you doing when you press on that one side of my pelvis? Are you mm-hmm. trying to rotate it? What are we doing there? Yep, we're rotating your hips. So each person uh, that comes into our office, we're going to take a set of x-rays. I don't like to start moving stuff around until I know where it's at, right? Um, it's just how we roll. I want to be super, like I'm a perfectionist. So I want to make sure that I know that I know that I know that this is what needs to happen or occur within your body in order to get you feeling better. Mm. Um, so when we took your x-rays, we discovered that one side of your hip was sitting a little bit higher. And then we also discovered that it was slightly rotated. Right. And so when you come into my office, each time you come in, we're counteracting where your body is currently. Right. And so we're, we're working on taking it from where it is and getting it to where it's supposed to be. But that's not going to happen at one time. So what will happen is, is you'll come in crooked. I'll adjust you, right? We're just saying crooked for yeah. common sense. Uh, we'll adjust you, and we'll get the body to realize, hey, you need to be here. You need to be here. Mm. You need to be here. And as time goes on and we're consistently doing that, the body eventually rotates into the position that it needs to be in. 
Interesting. And then that's taking stress off of your mid-back. There's so much physical, you're doing so much physical movement to the body, whether it's on the table being adjusted or whether it's in the back with physical therapy. The opposite of that, I feel like, is what most people do. It's probably what would be recommended to my mom if she went to her doctor, where it's like, yeah, you know, these levels are high with this particular test. Here's a prescription to fix that. So I feel like what you do is is the antithesis of modern day American medicine. You you don't do pills really. I mean, no, chiropractors are not allowed to prescribe. Not allowed to prescribe, but it nope. sounds like from what you're saying, even if you were, that's not necessarily your diet. What not, the solution to yeah, what? It's not the solution. Yeah. Most of the times, medication is not the solution. Now I'm not going to go ahead and. If you're on medication, listen to your primary care provider. This isn't medical advice, right? So consult with them before you make any decisions based on this podcast. But um, for most people, uh, they are in a form of disease because they're not doing something on a day-to-day basis that they should be doing to better regulate their bodies. Movement is medicine. Nutrition is medicine. Mm -hmm. If you're fueling your body with the appropriate things on a consistent basis, it will more than likely be in a really healthy state. I did 75 hard last year. And for those of you that don't know, it's just 75, it's a 75 day challenge. It's, there's a couple little different rules that go into it, but basically it's 75 days. You work out twice a day. You have a diet and exercise program. There's also some other stuff included. Like you have to read 10 pages of a self-help book, take a selfie, you know, progress picture, weigh yourself, stuff like that. But when I was finished, it changed my life. It was unbelievable what can happen when you eat clean, you consistently work out, you drink a lot of water for a set period of time. That's longer than a day or two, right? So as the months went by, I actually got stronger and leaner. And at the end of it, I was in the best shape of my life. I I even hear the mental clarity that you get from that is unbelievable, primarily from releasing your body of the toxins that alcohol does. There's so much people can do in their life that not only will fix physical issues that they're dealing with, but also mental ones. Hell yeah. I think if, I think if there's someone out there that's trying to start a business or is in the middle of a business that they, they need to either take it to the next level or they need to get out of their own way, physical, fixing physical things, diet, exercise, going to see Dr. Rowe, et cetera. Dude, sometimes that is the solution. Dude, a good morning routine. Yeah. It's super simple. Wake up fast. Get a good workout in, sweat and move your body. Could be for 15 minutes. Shower, eat, you know, a smoothie, a really good smoothie with lots of different nutrients, and then get your day started. And read if you want to, whatever that may be. You set that morning routine, and I'm a firm believer in this, that morning routine, and then you stick to it for a consistent period of time. Watch the changes that are made in your life. How did you figure that out? I know you do that now. You mentioned berries at yeah. five something in the morning. But how did you figure that out? Was there a time in your life where you weren't doing that and you yeah. felt like shit? Yeah. No, I mean, it wasn't that I felt like shit, but I definitely was way more anxious in the mornings. And I will say that uh, since I started doing that stuff on a, on a more consistent basis, you just feel better going throughout the day. I mean, it's the same concept as the sauna and ice bath. When you put your body through that level of stress in the mornings, right, whether it's a workout or whether you're doing a sauna and a cold plunge, your body no longer sees or, or you know, something is a difficult task as the day goes on. It's just like, okay, well, this is now another hurdle to jump over. Mm, I felt that too. When I get into a routine of waking up, like you said, working out, you know, getting that done at the beginning of the day, 
you, you feel better for so many reasons. And one of them is because that's checked off the list. Yeah. There's so many days where you wake up and then you check your email and maybe you're on Instagram for 20 minutes. And before you know it, shit, I got to go ahead and get in the shower and get ready. Now I haven't worked out. And then it's the end of the day. And now that I might have a chance, well, dude, I got to spend time with my wife and I got to, you know, relax. I'm tired from the whole day. Like, so there's the time component of yeah. working out in the morning, but there's also the real mental clarity effect yeah. of it. Yep. So 5 a.m. is your magic number. Uh, yeah, I will say this, and this is kudos to my lady, is she is like a rock star when it comes out to working in the mornings. Like her consistency is unmatched. And so that's kind of played a role into just my consistency uh, for that retrospect. I will say that we have, you know, I've been really good with it, and it's, you know, it's a game changer. I remember when Cody and I first started dating, uh, she was staying over at my place, and she woke up at like 7 a.m. to go on a run. We were going out the <laughs> night before. And I, I remember talking to my mom about her when we first started dating, right? You, you talk to mom about, hey, do you like her? Yeah, she's cool, this and that. Yeah. And I was like, but, dude, she's crazy disciplined. Like, she wakes up at fucking 7 in the morning and goes on runs, like a three-mile run. Even after we went out, I'm laying in bed hungover. I'm like, I, I got to keep up with this girl. <laughs> having guys, having the yeah. right girl that pushes you and motivates you, whether or not she's literally pushing you, like, come on, work out, come on, work out, or you're drawn to her, her discipline and yeah. you see what she's doing and you, you're like, dude, I can't be a loser with this girl. I got to step right. it up. Yeah. It's a big deal. The truth. It's a big deal. The truth, yeah. So my routine is, is I wake up around 4.30, 4.40. Uh, I'm changed and out the door uh, with an espresso shot, double espresso shot by 5 in my body. And then I'm at Barry's in class by 5.10 on Mondays, Wednesdays, and sometimes Fridays. And then I work out. We're done by 6. I walk home. I'm in the shower by 6.15, out of the, out of the shower, making my smoothie by 6.30 do a little bit of Bible reading and in my morning devotion out the door by seven at the office, rocking and rolling, seeing patients by seven 30. I love it, dude. Yeah. I was actually surprised how early you guys were open. Sammy, yeah. your sister was like, yeah, same time next week. And I was like, well, I got a doctor's appointment. Can you guys do earlier? Cause the, I usually do uh -huh. eight 45. Mm -hmm. And in my head, I'm like, I can't believe this dude's even seeing patients <laughs> at eight 45. And then she was like, yeah, you could do eight or eight 15. I was like, how, earlier yeah. you guys open. well the whole the whole thing is is we want to get people before they go to work mm. right so if i can get you before you go to work that's huge and get, get just get it in just like you're saying get it in get it out of the way then we can do it then that's massive mm -hmm. yeah amazing dude so what's in the smoothie what's Ooh. your mix all right uh foundation of strawberries mm. always gotta have strawberries uh banana uh a big handful of spinach uh, Low-fat plain Greek yogurt, one of the Chobani's. Just take one of those little cups, throw that in there. Uh, I squeeze the honey for about two seconds. No more, no less. Two seconds, count in my head. One Mississippi, two Mississippi. Uh, we'll do a scoop of almond butter. And then two scoops of protein. Uh, my go-to has been BPN. Shout out to Nick Bear. Bear Performance Nutrition. Great supplements, great products. Um, two scoops of protein, uh, followed by a splash of almond milk, a little bit of water. Wonderful. That is the game changer. My no friend. peanut butter, no peanut butter, almond butter, almond butter. Yeah. Peanut butter. I mean, they're both high in fat, but I just, there's something about the almond butter that feels a little healthier. It's not so sugary. Yeah. 
Peanut butter is so good. Oh, man, I could jack up some peanut butter. This one over here, producer Stump. Oh, my God. You should see the protein shakes he gets from freaking Smoothie King. They might as well be milkshakes, dude. Oh, man. What's what's it called, Tyler? The Hulk? The Hulk. Bro, it's literally like, I think it's 2,000 calories, seriously, <laughs> in the 40 ounce. He's like, bro, I drink this, and then I'm, I'm good. I don't have to eat. It's like, okay, but it's protein powder and ice cream, bro. Yeah. I think they literally They're put amazing. ice cream in it, They're don't they? Peanut butter, ice cream. They're it's a weight them. gainer. Yeah, bro. I can't do that. I can't do that. I either. mean, I used to. I, I used to, but I'm a thick guy naturally. <laughs> I really am. Like short stuff. I'm not super short. Like no. five, five eleven, five ten. Uh, but I got a thicker build and uh, trying to lean down. Yeah. So, I see you're doing a lot of cycling too. What's the plan? Are you trying to do a race? No. You just like it. Yeah. I do it on Saturday mornings. So Saturday mornings, I try to do my cardio. I haven't been as consistent with it recently. So the goal was originally to do an Ironman in November in Panama City, right? Uh, did a marathon in January and said, first one, fuck this. I'm not going to go ahead. and I'm not <laughs> Did you finish bike. it? Yeah, yeah. I did my first marathon in January, 26.2 miles. Damn. It was a clear water marathon uh, with All Day Running Company. Uh, Jesse Isler hosted Devin Levesque or LeBeg. Uh, it's their company. Um, awesome marathon. Great experience. Good time with those guys. Uh, but after running 26.2 miles, uh, I very quickly realized that I was not built for endurance. I was <laughs> built for strength. And so that, that Ironman in November, uh, that is not going to be happening. Good Lord. Well, yeah. what exactly is an Ironman? Refresh my memory. 2.2 mile swim. I think it's 2.2, somewhere around there. 126 mile bike, I think, or 130. And then it's a 26.2 mile run. So you're swimming close to two and a half miles. You're biking 120 something miles, 130 miles. And then you're and then you run running a marathon. A marathon. <laughs> That's so, so crazy. I mean, to anybody who's completed one of those, it's a feat. I mean, I think that I could do it. Yeah. Uh, with like a year's worth of training, uh, <sighs> dropping maybe like 25, 30 pounds. Um, and being really strict at this point in time in my life, I have other priorities. I feel you. So, yeah, well, it would be a lot. I mean, that would be a serious dedication. Dude, it's like a full-time job. For that, your training schedule for that is it's like, I mean, you're, you're spending at least two to four hours a day training. There's a guy, Dr. Gills. He owns a, it's an eye Institute over in Palm Harbor. He's the founder of. Uh, the Iron Man, right? So he started the company. Uh, this guy did an Iron Man back to back, back to back, back to back. Bro. That's some he did David Goggins shit. Back to back. So he did that that two point two whatever mile swim, a hundred and thirty ish or twenty something mile bike, a marathon, and then went back and did another swim, another hundred something mile bike. And a finished marathon. It's fucking insane. I was yeah. in Boston for the, not for the Boston Marathon. We went on a little early Mother's Day trip up to Boston. It was incredible. But the day we left was Monday, the day of the Boston Marathon. So a lot of the runners were finishing up when we were leaving. <clears throat> yep. And I talked to a couple of them in the hotel. And I'm like, how you feeling, dude? Like, holy shit. You know, you look, you look pretty good. And this guy's like, oh, I just tra I travel around the country and do these all the time. Like, I just did an Ironman last week. And now runners, I'm doing the, dude, like, these guys are, are built different. 
Runners are built different. And it doesn't matter what your body type is, bro. Let me tell you, when I did my marathon. They have a look, though. Like, the bone structure. Some of these yeah. guys, like, you can look at them and be like, you're a runner. Dude, when I did my marathon in January, I shit you not. I was on, like, mile 18. I had, like, an 82-year-old woman passing me. <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. And that's when Connor Oliveira decided, you know what? Maybe marathons aren't for me. Not for me. <laughs> but it was, it was honestly one of the most humbling things in my entire life. Because as she was running past me, she was cheering me on. And then, oh wow! And then she she still beat me. She she outran me. All right, but this is a woman who's been doing them her whole life. Did like you run ultra, the whole time? Ultra marathons. Did I run the whole time? Yeah. No. Or, yeah. No. The group that I was with, because I ran it with the group of guys, uh, we did intervals. So we did seven minutes on, two minutes off, for like the first thirteen miles, and then they stopped. They only they only ran a half marathon, and then me and my other buddy we ran the full, and so I ran. I think I ran like the next four miles straight. So I got to like 17 or 18 and I hit a wall and started to cramp up. And at that point it was just, it was nutritional management, electrolyte management, and just figuring out how to go ahead and get through it without cramping. You finished the damn thing. Yeah. I don't care if you crawl or you walk a freaking marathon. That's a feat to go that far. I would encourage everybody to try and do something like that one time in their life. And I say it in my videos. It's so significant. Mm-hmm. I think the most I've ever done is like a 5K, a marathon. You know, you do a 5K and you get finished with it and you think a marathon's impossible. You really do. And I'm sure while you're running the marathon, like when you hit 17 or 18, I bet you're like, dude, like how am I going to finish this thing? But you did. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the reason why everyone should do it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's more about the mental feat and, and, and bettering yourself as a human being because you're going to encounter so many obstacles in life. And you're going to have to come to that point where you're either going to be like, I'm just going to lie down. I'm just going to give up. I'm just going to, you know, I can't, can't get passes. I'm not strong enough. Um, you know, it's not worth it. And you have to kind of tackle that inner bitch inside of yourself and say, you know what? Life is always going to throw me shit. And no matter what kind of shit it throws me, I'm going to continue to push through it. And I'm going to continue to, to, to become the version of myself that I know I want to be. And I'm not going to go ahead and, and, and die now. Yeah. There's frustration in anything that anyone does, whether it's running a marathon, whether it has anything to do with physical activity or in business or even in school. I mean, I remember in school, I was, uh, I did a semester of law school, fall 2020. And at the end of it, and I did pretty well, but at the end of it, I was just thinking like, dude, you can either spend your time grinding homework or grinding business, but either way you're grinding. Mm -hmm. There's no easy way out. It's not like, oh, I'm going to quit school and then I don't have stress and then I can just do business and that's easy. No, anything you do comes with those frustrations that you have to get over. Absolutely. So get used to it. A hundred percent. Um, I want to talk to you about a business that you mentioned. It's some sort of a telehealth business that you own. Can you explain that? Yeah. So, oh, man. Um, Still in our startup phases. Uh, We started last November, uh, myself and a medical doctor. Um, He was a pretty well-known orthopedic surgeon in the Tampa Bay area. I can't go into too much detail about the company itself um, just because we've just got a lot going on with it. but he ended up passing away unexpectedly 
And so we've been having to navigate those roads. But what the company does uh, is we help males with testosterone hormone therapy. And uh, we help females and males with weight loss therapy. Right. And so I really wasn't the biggest proponent of these therapies right back, um, I'd say, a year ago. Um, But as I um, started to do a little bit more research on them uh, prior to doing things with my partner, um, I found that there is a time and a place for everything. And with men, as you get older, uh, your testosterone levels start to decrease and you need to substitute that because if you don't substitute it, your body can actually have negative effects. And then the weight loss therapy, um, that one actually came into play when somebody close to me that I knew was uh, medicated for certain problems with their blood work, uh, such as their cholesterol, blood pressure, um, that sorts of thing. And, you know, they weren't necessarily living the best lifestyle when it came to their food consumption. And so we got them on a weight loss medication, which is typically prescribed for diabetes. Mm. Um, and what this, what this weight loss medication does is an appetite suppressant. So what it does is it decreases your body's desire to want to consume food. And so we decreased the levels of food consumption for this specific person. We did pre-blood work, got them on the medication, and then post-blood work, Right. The post-blood work results compared to the pre-blood work results after a three-month, 10 to 12-week cycle of this weight loss medication was astronomical. Wow. I mean, their, their levels were way more regulated. And what it all came down to was their food consumption and the types of foods that they were consuming. They were over-consuming shitty foods. Mm. And typical medicine, unfortunately, was, hey, let's give you a cholesterol medication because your cholesterol's high. Hey, let's give you the blood pressure medication because your blood pressure's high. Let's do all these different things and throw that at it. When in reality, they just needed to take this one thing and get their bodies you know, to where it should be. Now, I'm not saying that that's how it's going to be for every patient, right? Um, and I'm not a medical doctor, so I'm not the one that's actually overseeing these therapies, but this is what my business partner and his mid-level physicians were doing, and these were the results that we were getting. Um, and so I want to be a part of anything that's going to help people become healthier. And this was definitely something. And so we're continuing to proceed forward with that. Awesome. Um, and just kind of seeing where it goes. Um, but it's super convenient and, uh, it's, it's a telemedicine company. So there's really no in-person appointments. There is for the lab work for males for blood work, uh, females for blood work if we need it. Um, but there are some federal laws, rules and regulations that are being set in a place to where we may need an initial in-person appointment for the testosterone therapy. So, right, yeah. so we're just trying to, you know, we're, we're pivoting. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of how things go. Yeah. The pandemic changed a lot, right? That's where kind of telemedicine exploded. Yeah. In a big, big way. Yep. I think that'd be really popular because you could implement some of the stuff that we've talked about today. Some of the stuff at elevate, like whether it's an at home exercise you can do to, to fix a specific problem you have or whatever that may be. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, it's fun. Amazing, dude. Well, listen, it's 2.30. we got to wrap this up. Oh, you got to get going. Man, time flew by. You got backs to crack, people to help. Yeah. I appreciate I, you having me, man. Absolutely, dude. Of course. How can people find you? Yeah, so if you'd like to go ahead and get tapped into what we do, or myself personally, you can find my Instagram. That's going to be at Dr. Oliveri, at D-R-O-L-I-V-E-R-I. Or you can find our business page, which is at Elevate Health Facilities. You can also find us on our website, elevatehealthfacilities.com. 
And if you're interested in the weight loss or the testosterone stuff, um, that's going to be Elevate Health Medical. Beautiful. All right, everybody. Go see Dr. O. Bye-bye.